Chapter sixty two of the Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud by Frances Jenkins Olcott. Blanche and Rose. Once upon a time there was a poor widow who had two charming daughters. She named the elder Blanche and the younger Rose because they had the most beautiful complexions in the world. One day, while the woman sat spinning at the door of her cottage, she saw a poor bent old woman hobbling by on a crutch. She pitied her and said, You are very tired. Sit down a minute and rest. Then she called her daughters to fetch a chair. They both hastened, but Rose ran faster than her sister and brought it. Will you not have a drink? asked the mother kindly. "'Indeed I will,' replied the old woman, "'and it seems to me that I could eat a morsel too, if you will give me something to strengthen me.' "'I will gladly give you all that I have,' said the mother, "'but as I am poor it will not be much.' Then she bade her daughters wait on the old woman, who had seated herself at the table. She told Blanche to go and pick some plums from the plum-tree that Blanche herself had planted, and of which she was very proud. But instead of obeying her mother pleasantly, she went away grumbling and thinking, What a shame that I have taken such care of my tree just for this greedy old woman. However, she did not dare refuse to fetch some plums, and she brought them with a very bad grace, and evidently much against her will. And you, Rose, said the mother, you have no fruits to give this good lady, for your grapes are not yet ripe. That is true, answered Rose, but I hear my hen cackling. She has just laid an egg, and I will give that with all my heart. And without allowing the old woman time to speak, Rose ran out to seek the egg. But when she came back, the old woman had disappeared, and in her place stood the most beautiful lady, a fairy. Good woman, said she to the mother, I am about to reward your two daughters as they deserve. The elder shall become a great queen, and the younger shall be a farmer's wife. Then the lady waved a wand, and in a twinkling, the little cottage was changed into a pretty farmhouse surrounded by a flourishing farm. "'This is your wedding portion,' said she to Rose. "'I know I am giving to each of you what you like best.' So saying, the fairy disappeared, leaving the mother and daughter speechless with surprise and joy. They were delighted with the spotlessness of all the furniture— the chairs were of wood, but they were so well polished that they shone like mirrors. The beds were covered with linen as white as snow. In the stables there were twenty sheep, as many lambs, four oxen, four cows, and in the yard were chickens, ducks, and pigeons. There was also a pretty garden full of fruits and flowers. Blanche saw without jealousy all that the fairy had given her sister. She was taken up with the thought of the delightful time she should have when she became a queen. Just then, a party of royal hunters passed by, and while she stood in the door to look at them, she appeared so wonderfully beautiful in the eyes of the king that he determined to marry her. After she became queen, she said to Rose, I do not wish you to be a farmer's wife. Come with me, sister, and I will wed you to a great lord. I am much obliged to you, my sister, answered Rose, but I am used to the country, and wish always to remain here. During the first months of her marriage, Queen Blanche was so occupied with fine clothes, balls, and the theatre, that she thought of nothing else. 
but afterward she became accustomed to the gay doings of the court and nothing amused her on the contrary she had many troubles at first the courtiers paid her great deference but she knew that when she was not present they said to each other see how this little peasant puts on the airs of a fine lady the king must have very low taste to choose such a wife talk like this came to the king and he began to think that he had made a mistake in marrying blanche so he ceased to love her and neglected her sadly when the courtiers saw this they no longer did her honour she had not one true friend to whom she might confide her sorrows she always had a doctor near her who examined her food and took away everything she liked they put no salt in her soups she was forbidden to walk when she wished to in a word she was interfered with from morning to night the king took her children from her and gave them in charge of governesses who brought them up badly but the queen dared not say a word poor blanche she was dying of grief she became so thin that everybody pitied her she had not seen her sister for several years because she thought that it would disgrace the queen to visit a farmer's wife but now feeling herself so unhappy she asked the king's permission to pass a few days in the country he gladly gave his consent for he was delighted to be rid of her when she arrived in the evening at the home of rose a band of shepherds and shepherdesses were dancing gaily on the grass there was a time sighed blanche when i amused myself like these simple people then there was no one to prevent it while she was thinking thus her sister ran to embrace her looking so happy and plump that blanche could not help weeping as she gazed at her rose had married a young farmer who loved her dearly and together they managed the farm that was the fairy's marriage portion rose had not many servants but though she had she treated so kindly that they were as devoted to her as if they were her children her neighbours too were so fond of her that they were always trying to show it she had not much money but she had no need of it for her farm produced wheat wine and oil her flock furnished milk and she made butter and cheese she spun the wool of her sheep into clothing for her household all of whom enjoyed the best of health when the day's work was done the whole family amused themselves with games music and dancing alas cried queen blanche the fairy made me but a sad gift when she gave me a crown people do not find happiness in magnificent palaces but in the simple joys and labour of the country as she finished speaking the fairy herself appeared before her i did not intend to reward you by making you a queen she said but to punish you because you gave your plums with such bad grace in order to be truly happy it is necessary to possess like your sister only those things that are simple and joyful and not to wish for more ah oh, madame cried blanche you are sufficiently avenged pray put an end to my misery it is ended replied the fairy even now the king who has ceased to love you is sending his officers to forbid your returning to the palace all happened as the fairy had said and blanche passed the rest of her life with rose she was happy and contented never even thinking of the royal court except when she thanked the fairy for taking her from it and bringing her back to the pretty farm and to her dear sister madame le prince de beaumont End of chapter 62